0: This is a formal letter to Justice League Fight for Justice. I'm sorry. I was wrong. You are nowhere near the worst comic I've ever read.
1: I used to sit alone doing evil all day But now I think that someone's gonna get in my way Yeah, there's someone in my life
2: Welcome to Divisive Issues, a weekly comic book podcast where we talk about, it's hopefully good, but not this time, comic books. I'm Ryan Lynch. I'm Sly I'm Phil
3: Maverickus.
4: And I'm Daryl Steffen again.
0: Daryl's back again. Yeah. Wow. So usually we only have guest hosts for special editions, that's only because none of our guest hosts want to read comics. Daryl <laughs> <That all> does. <laughs> so we said, come on
3: board! Uh, Ryan, I just want to clarify, you said you want to read good comics? Uh Based on the track record of this podcast, I think you're a liar.
0: <laughs> hey, we had Frockdor. we had um,
2: mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali. Come uh-huh. on,
3: okay, that's two. Oh. Well,
2: the <laughs> thing is, we had we had two good good books in a row, and then Ghostbusters was pretty decent. It was okay, so we have to punish ourselves for the easy time we've been having lately. That's true. I mean, we want to be divisive,
3: but the problem with these books now is that they're oh. not they're not divisive. They're we're all going to agree. I think that they're. But we're of... all
0: going to agree. But keep in mind. Mark Millar is one of the most popular writers around. Okay, this first book, Nemesis, I have been recommended this book before. <laughs> okay, so I want, to say, I want to say the backstory for this. We were discussing what should we do with Daryl because uh, Daryl wanted to do Mark Millar. Mark Millar yes. is a shared legend lord we mentioned before. <laughs> and uh, he writes he good stuff when... Uh, under editorial control by Marvel and DC because they reign his in.
2: Marvel DC work is like some of my favorite stuff. He
3: re- I didn't realize until earlier today that he wrote Red Sun, which I really enjoyed.
0: Oh, you read that? Yeah, that's a good story, right?
3: Yeah, it is really good.
0: And we, we re- reviewed Civil War, that was a good, pretty good story too. But every time he has, he's on his own, he writes shit like this stuff and wanted. And when we were talking about which which, which book should we uh, talk about, I suggested Nemesis because uh, the premise. And Ryan said, "No, we can't do Nemesis. It's too good for this." <laughs>
2: did I say that? Yes, he did. <laughs> I hadn't read it, but I heard
0: it was pretty good. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. People fucking love Mark Millard. They love this <laughs> shit. I don't know why.
3: So wait, when you say people like this, you mean like you must mean like eighth graders, or like seventh graders?
0: Maybe that, that might I be don't why know. he's so uh, popular because he, he gets the uh, the shit edge
2: Lord preteen demographic. Yeah. I don't know, because, like, when I, like, first got into comics, I kept asking for recommendations and stuff, and a lot of recommendations... This was years ago, so I don't, you know, extinct... Like, distinctly... Extinctly. (laughs) I don't distinctly remember... I wish Mark Millar was (laughs) What forums they were and stuff, but I remember... Like, people were saying, like, Marvel, here's, like, easy to get into Marvel stuff. DC, here's some easy to get into DC stuff. And then if you want, like, standalone indie stuff, a lot of it was Mark Millar books. Like, yeah. Kick-Ass and Wanted and Kingsman. And I They're do not get it. They're all terrible. They're all terrible. Like, Kick-Ass is the best of them, I guess. And I still hate the book. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I remember
4: being recommended Irredeemable and Nemesis, like, together.
2: Irredeemable is Mark Wade, right? Yeah,
4: yeah and I love Irredeemable. I think it's really great. But
2: Nemesis is... Uh, it's something else. I actually... Maybe it's because I read our second book first, but Nemesis was not nearly as terrible as I was like, it's bracing not, for. It's not good, though. Oh, I'm not saying it's good. I would not recommend it to someone if they were like, I've never read comics before. Where should I start? So we should actually get this episode or
0: also going to talk forever about this. Okay. So yeah. the premise of, of Nemesis is basically what if Batman was evil? What if instead of his parents... Uh, getting killed by uh, villains. Uh, what if uh, his parents were killed by the police and now Batman w- uh, waged, waged a war on the police? And that's Nemesis.
2: And actually, one thing I do want to point out, Mark Millar uh, kind of got his start as being a co-writer with Grant Morrison a lot. And then they had a big falling out. And Grant Morrison used the same idea yes, basically in like, almost verbatim.
0: Well, I will talk about this in my recommendations, Ryan.
2: Oh, okay, yes. okay, cool. So, never mind. But it's Grant Morrison had used this idea, like, I guess, it, when did Nemesis come out? Uh, away, like, like,
0: 2008, 2009.
2: Yeah, so it was like a decade after Morrison used the same idea. And that was right after him and Millar, like, stopped working together. Yeah, they had a falling and out. And they have some bad blood. They have some bad blood that Morrison has said, like, Millar kind of takes some of his ideas sometimes. Well, Millar, so, I, I also have a suspicion that Millar's a dick. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. What I've seen of him behind the scenes, he seems like a pretty cool... Guy. Uh, he Most of the time, he lies about his his fucking uh, movie projects. Like, he claimed that he was, like, the Joss Whedon of the Fox X-Men films. Wait, that wasn't true? No, it wasn't. <laughs> they asked a Bryan Singer in an interview, Hey, uh, did you talk to Mark Millar about any of your upcoming X-Men films? And he's like, who's Mark Millar? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like a common thing that people familiar with Mark Millar no if he's talking about something it's probably bullshit to hide himself that's
2: so funny can we not
0: just assume he's a
3: sociopath based on these books I guess so there has to be it's something it's, it's not like a wrong.
4: sociopath he's just like a puerile no, arrested no, development no unfunnies uh,
3: is not is not psychopathic in a little bit like, <laughs> like to, to create that for no reason no it's just like right, it's, what, what, what,
0: what, we have to save all this discussion because we have so much to talk about we always want to talk about unfunnies. yeah sure. <laughs>
2: But nemesis, nemesis, focus on nemesis. What's the talking? Oh, wait, Slide, nemesis?
4: would you say Mark Millar is your nemesis?
3: <laughs>
2: Maybe. I was gonna make that joke and I forgot to make it and I'm so mad. <laughs> so is there talking aunts for nemesis? Uh yes teenagers <laughs> if you read wanted if you read wanted and Kingsman, and Ooh. really like them this is very much in the same vein.
4: yeah if you're like in 7th seventh- grade <laughs> listening to us if you're a shithead edgelord
2: <laughs> yeah if, if you if you just
4: like um crazy things happening without any kind of reason
3: yeah you like keep you know we keep calling the edgelord define edgelord sly
2: yeah, we've said Edgelord a lot on the show without <laughs> defining it. I don't know if that's a term that people that aren't, like, just grew up on the Game Facts forums are going to know. Well, according to... Um, <laughs> are you going to pull up a fucking Urban Dictionary definition? Yeah, Urban Dictionary. Uh,
0: Edgelord is a poster on internet forum, particularly 4chan, who expresses opinions which are either strong and nihilistic or contain references to Hitler, Nazis, and fascism or taboo topics which are li- deliberately intended to shock or offend readers. Okay. The term edgelord is a noun, which comes from uh, the previous adjective edgy, which describes the above behavior. Comes from the Latin root edge.
4: <laughs> Meaning sharp.
0: <laughs> Alright, so... An example is Nietzsche uh, was an edgelord before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so...
3: So if you enjoy, like Daryl said, just shocking stuff... The works of Nietzsche? <laughs> <laughs> For, that. For no reason... Um, then you'll like this, I guess, because that's what these books are.
2: Yep. Yeah, It's very comparable to, like, the Wanted style. If you liked that book mm-hmm. and Kingsman, then this is very much, like, the same vein. It's not as derivative of the plot as Wanted and Kingsman are, because they're, like, the same exact thing. This is a more, a much more unique story, but it's very much, like, in the same taste. It's kind of like the Spake Zarathustra. What? <laughs> what? what?
3: Fuck, I fucked <laughs> the rest of
0: Does Frank Zarath? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to make a Nietzsche reference.
2: Fuck me. Zarathustra. Oh, Zarathustra. Yeah. Alright, so uh, <laughs> so you heard it here first. If you like Bridge to Terabithia, you should read Nemesis. <laughs>
0: Alright.
2: So getting into the plot. The plot opens up I think in Japan.
3: Yep, I'm talking where um, Oh,
2: also for the record, the art the artist Steve McNiven. I think he means Steve McNiffish as uh, Joe calls him (laughs) yeah so it's Steve McNiven or Steve McNiven he did Civil War with Mark Millar he has a history with him they are a pretty great team together um they're a great team on one book not
0: like that's not a track record Ryan (laughs) but I'm saying like their styles work
3: well together um they work together like Hitler and, Stal- Hitler and Stalin did at the beginning oh of the war. Oh my lord god! god.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, well, no, I'm the edge lord. Just, we are becoming unfunny. <laughs> <laughs> we are the edge lord. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to the whole book, but what do you guys think of the art? Yeah, I Those wanted pieces.
4: to bring up that I really like Steve McNiven's art. Yeah, he's always great. Um, and I, great I think artist. it works. Yeah. Like he he has a lot of good like um the angles that he draws from and the amount of detail he puts into it is just right. And the like I'm just I'm really impressed. With everything he's done. So Can like, we bring yeah.
3: up the fact that... Except... Yeah, these... Yeah. Every single man who's above the age of 30 looks like they're <laughs> 85 years old. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's his true. wrinkles and folds in their faces are like these dark shadows, so they look shriveled. Like, the main good guy of this story is probably it's supposed to be like 40, and he, he sometimes in some scenes, looks, he looks like an 85-year-old man because of his wrinkles.
0: I, I will say this is my, this is my least favorite. Uh, Steve McNiffin... Uh, work I've seen so far, and it is because I, I feel like, like I like feel said, uh, it has very really strong uh, lines on the on the people, and the, co- the light coloring feels less vibrant than it did on uh, stuff like Civil War.
4: I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense to for it to be subdued in Nemesis because it's like a one on one.
2: It does, but it makes less less appeal T I eye for me. Oh, okay. Also, uh, fuck you. He also did omen Logan with Mark Millar. He's like probably Millar. Is omen Logan actually good? It's pretty good. Do we have to review it to fucking prove you wrong? Yeah, next time on <laughs> Devices
0: issues. Do we have to review every Mark Millar book and accept that he's not good? Sly, you're the one who wants to review them. No, but I All was right. like, oh, I, I challenge you, Sly. It's a good book. Nemesis is a good
2: book. A good <laughs> I did not say
4: that. I didn't say that. All
2: right. I'm just saying, Guys. when you look at Mark Millar's some of his most beloved work, no. Steve McNiven has done exceptional work with Mark What
3: Mark. I will say is I've read two Mark Millar books now, and I fucking hate him, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying... He also
2: wrote Red Sun, though.
3: I'm not saying that he can't make good stuff, because I haven't read most of it. Okay. Let's okay. get into the plot, please.
4: All
0: right, so he's, he's, it's in Japan. Nemesis has a police officer tied down. Wait,
4: wait. I just want to point out for some reason... It- at like the top of this the first frame it says player one yeah player two comes in later no but why yeah, is it like yeah they introduced a, his nemesis yeah. as
2: player two and is that at all brought up again no, no. it's,
3: I, it's no. supposed to be the two opposing characters player one player two you don't two. need to do like pl- <laughs> whatever <laughs>
4: we've read
2: uh, we've experienced a story before we know that they're gonna be a conflict yeah like, it's like conflict. here's someone important oh wow Mark Bollard doesn't know how to write
0: yeah <laughs> 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 so, uh, Nemesis has police officer tied down on railroad tracks, and uh, the police officer uh, describe is, Nemesis. He's like is he looks it? like white Batman without the yeah. Uh, ears. Uh, he's
2: white space ghost. Or I think he space looks very like white,
0: Ryan. It's a fucking oxymoron. He looks like Batman. He does look like Batman. No,
2: but he space ghost also has a black cowl. So this is a white cowl. <laughs>
4: an apt comparison just imagine him without the ears yeah
2: that's Space Ghost you
3: dicks (laughs) white Batman is holding down this police officer on the train tracks (laughs) and you see some like SWAT teams uh, apparently coming to rescue the police officer And uh, white Batman says, you know, like, looks like your guys are coming for you. I said I would execute you at 1030 or whatever. And looks like they're just on time. And then uh, in Dark Knight style, they kick open the door. And instead of the police officer, it's a bunch of bombs. White dynamite sticks. It's (laughs) actually the police
0: chief. Yeah, it's a police chief capture. And and, uh, so he's like, "Uh, sadly, of course, they're almost two miles away. Stupid little pricks. You think they'll check their sources? Because, of course, every single Mark Millar individual book has to have the characters talking like Mark Miller characters. <laughs> yeah, that's... I think that's my
4: biggest pet peeve with him is almost everyone talks the same way. Yeah. yeah. Where they're yeah. all just like assholes. Snippy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
3: I will also say this is one of my least favorite books I've ever read uh, because <laughs> <laughs> I... I, 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 <laughs> I personally have this like... It's a really big pet peeve where in fiction... When the when the writer cheats really hard in favor of the villains, oh yeah, yeah to to make the villains win when they shouldn't have, like I brought this yeah. up a little bit with. Right, we'll get look we'll at
2: that. There's lots of examples coming up ahead. Yes, and that's yeah. That yeah. that is the best way to describe this book. The villain cheats the whole time. The right,
3: no, the it's the writer's fault though. Like
2: the villain yeah. is yeah. just doing what he's told. The
0: writer yeah. I'm here. Not... <laughs> so don't don't blame the, the fictional character nemesis. Blame Mark Millar. Yes, blame Mark Millar. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. So as a SWAT team break in, the place explodes and it destroys the entire skyscrapers. I, I
4: want to bring up this is why I like Steve McNiven's art. Yeah, it's good. like it's yeah. real detailed, and it gives you like it perfectly captures the moment in just like a few frames.
0: Yep. We talked about this in one yeah. but the reason why these artists work well with Mark Millar, like uh, JG Jones and Steve McNiven, is because they're very cinematic. Like yeah, like, like the way this thing is shot is like it's silent and you just see the building explode and start coming down, crashing onto the railroad tracks. Where the main characters are, and uh, so uh, the uh, the guy, so the police officer's like, "Oh, you blew my my men, fuck you," and um, <laughs> <laughs> almost verbatim.
2: <laughs> as as we always have to clarify when it's a Mark Millar book, it's not sly being sly. They really say like, "Oh, every time anything happens, like you know what, fuck you." Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it turns out that's not the end of it because not only is the um, it is the building, all his men blown up now, but a train is coming to run him over, and then the building's going to crash into... It crashes into the train tracks. Yeah, basically, it crashes into the guy, and then because they, they blew up the building, the building crashes into the train tracks, and now the train has nowhere to go, so the train crashes into the ground and kills all the people on the train and on the building and that
2: police officer. I'd also like <laughs> to point out that the police chief on the railroad tracks doesn't notice the train is coming until it's, like... 30 feet away, yeah. and if you've ever ridden a subway before, or even any train, you notice it very much, yeah. much farther away, especially if you're sitting where it's going to shake. The Japanese yeah. bullet
3: trains are pretty quiet.
2: Also,
4: I want to bring up that
2: Oh, they are in Japan, yeah, that's yeah.
4: true. Before the police officer dies, he calls Nemesis an evil little <laughs> cock.
2: <laughs> and then he super explodes, and he has a lot of blood that he leaves on the front of yeah, the train. Yeah, he's not gore in this book. But but like yeah, a he's- lot of gore. This is probably the goriest scene, though. No, no. It has, like, his guts no, all over the tracks nah. and stuff. Uh,
3: there are a lot of more gory scenes than this. Okay, we'll get it. <laughs> so, uh,
0: so, as we said, they're in Japan. So his men turn to Nemesis and says, What well, now, sir? Who next shall have the honor of the world's only super criminal? And uh, <laughs> Nemesis says, America, I think. And basically, uh, he, there's a policeman in Washington was like a super cop he like the opening the first time he appears he's like shooting down one two three four five
2: yeah so when he says there's a cop in washington that's when it cuts to player two yeah and it's just it's just dudes heads exploding. yeah, yeah. this cop
4: is shooting five dudes at once yeah it's so weird that the way of introducing the alcoolias is that he's just murdering these guys <laughs> yeah i mean they they are thieves uh robbing this story. and hostage
0: takers they're hostage takers.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: He also has, like, a... He's using, like, a pump-action shotgun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In a hostage situation. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, the, 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 like, if you look at the people dying, it's, like, one bullet through the head type. Like, that's not a shotgun. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's just, it looks cool. It looks cool for him to hold it. So they're like, look
2: how badass yeah. he is. That is actually... Yeah.
4: He captured the theme of Nemesis. It's You get to a point where you just go, whatever, and yeah. you keep reading. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but that happens, like, on, like... Usually, I deal with Mark Millar, even in the Wanted episode. I was like, it took me an issue or two for me to really hate it. Right away, I was like, ah, oh, here we fucking go again. Yeah, so, like we said, it was like a hostage
0: situation at this uh, at the store, and uh, this guy came in the back and, and shot all of them without telling the other cops. And they're like, wow, well, you're a badass. You stuck in the back without telling anyone and killed those guys. Well, good job, Chief. Um, and this isn't what police police chiefs do. No, no, it's not. Yeah,
4: they're not the ones running in there with a shotgun, <laughs> <laughs> undercover cop shooting people. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes.
0: So as, as as he leaves, another cop hands him a card saying, "Oh, the person who, who killed those people, cops in Japan, is now after you." He gave you this uh, card, and this card saying uh, his name, Blake Morrow, March twelfth at midnight. Flatline still counts.
2: Also, while they're telling him this, the way the the panel is framed. They're, there's a police van, but they're standing in the way so the letters just say oh lick. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh lick command. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so and then they give an exposition and he's like,
0: Oh, why uh, why why me? Why me? And he's like, Oh, you're the best cop in the city. You are you are you kidding? You reorganized Washington DC. Everyone copies our police department now. Crime is not seen percent, like a big exposition
2: just to explain how awesome this guy is.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I, it's really this this whole book seems like it's two characters fighting over who the writer can make cheat more. Yeah. Yes. Like, everything about this cop is perfect, and everything about this villain is perfect. I guess they are truly perfect now. Not everything
4: yeah. about the cop and his life is perfect. Yeah, I, well, I was going to say out. the
3: cheating. The, the cheating is yeah. not equal here. They they cheat for the villain so much. The cop yeah. survives miraculously,
0: but he doesn't like win ever. Uh, well, yeah, but we'll we'll, we'll get into that. They confirm
4: that it's Nemesis by the typeface and the paper stock that the card was used handed to him, which I think is just like a really weird way to confirm someone's like this yeah. is his business card. Yeah, like,
3: it's like exact. It, It's just a plain white card with like Times New Roman twelve.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any instance of like a typeface being like, oh, you can't use a typeface anymore.
2: Now, if you do that, you're <laughs> yeah, it's <nemesis."> like <laughs> <this> is... <laughs> I love the idea of them being like, "There's a, the the Jokerman serial killer is on the loose again." <laughs> But like I said, they don't play a
0: lot of exposition in the scene, and one of them is, "Oh, add the fact that you're a practicing, uh, you're a family man and a practicing Catholic, and you're everything he loves to humiliate." So like, yeah, now we know he's a Catholic, he's a, he's a family man, he's a he's a super cop. Everything we know in his first two pages. And it you... establishes
4: that Nemesis' motivation is that he likes to humiliate people that he finds like uh, lavish, yeah, like their lifestyle. Yeah, he
2: says, uh, "What does he say?" He equates decency with pomposity. Yeah, which
4: yeah. I was like, okay, that's that's a kind of weird but interesting yeah. motivation for uh, a yeah.
2: supervillain. Also, I don't remember if we mentioned it. This is a world where no superheroes or other villains exist. Apparently. Yep, right. uh,
0: yeah. So, everything that Mark Millar works seems to assume that. It's like the real world, but what if superhero was in here, like, wanted. Uh, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this fucking scene. So, he
3: puts his... The, the police chief puts his family in protective custody, yeah. and then it, it immediately cuts to Air Force oh, Air, Air Force One. All of the escort jets are exploding simultaneously, and white Batman lands from somewhere onto Air Force One, walks to the front, somehow, of a moving plane, by the way. I don't know if you know Mark Millar, that's not how planes work. And then yeah. he just starts shooting through the, the windshield. Cockpit. Gla- the cockpit yeah. glass. Kills them. Somehow gets inside the plane and just flies down.
2: I, yeah. I have to say, though, as stupid as it is, the panel of him shooting into the cockpit looks so cool. All these panels look cool. The panels of him crashing the plane
0: into a tunnel looks cool. Yeah, Steve McNevin's art's really
4: great. It just makes no sense whatsoever, because now it's like, is this a supervillain with superpowers? He, like, has he can just walk on planes? He has yeah. to.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, like like you said, um, Mark Millar's trying to be cool, so like, it, it is cool. It's just nonsense too. Like he's like yeah. he's like what cool situation? Yeah, he's gonna blow up all the jets. He's gonna land on the plane. He's gonna shoot the you know he's gonna hijack Air Force One. and He's gonna fly right into a tunnel with a uh, seven forty seven. He's gonna land on the ground basically. Fly through a tunnel so that the wings break off, but the plane doesn't explode. Like it's it's, it's ridiculous. It's and ridiculous. another
4: another thing I want to bring up is we have uh, Nemesis's motivation is that he goes after people like with lifestyles he doesn't uh, uh, approve of. And then when he's flying this plane on the ground, he goes, that's right, you little peasants, run, run. Like, he just doesn't care about anyone. Like, okay, is he, like, a psychopath psychopath, or does he have a specific, like, M.O. that he follows? Well,
2: I will point out that one of the main themes of Nemesis is they keep, like, finding out theories about him that they question. Like, his motivation and backstory is part of the mystery. But we should should mention this briefly because uh, we talked about this in in, uh,
0: Wanted where... It is possible to have a villain be the main character and do evil things and you still root for him yeah. The problem is, every time Mark Millar writes a villain, they talk like Mark Millar first of all, so they're like, shit, fuck, <laughs> cock,
4: dicks. Yeah, so immediately you just want to close the book.
0: Yeah, and they're also, yeah. they're, they're always just uh, wanton mass murderers. Like, they, they enjoy just killing random people. Like, there's no strong motivation for that. But
3: you're not supposed to root for him in this, right? There's no way you can want.
0: yeah Yeah, definitely not. You, I think you are. You're, you're Wanted, and it's not a coincidence that every single character he writes is a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the end of the
2: book,
4: it's like, you nemesis fans, it's like you're everyone's favorite psychotic serial Does killer.
2: this have a sequel or anything? Yes, it does. Or is this we, the oh movie?
4: my god? Yes, does? Does.
0: Not yet. <laughs> it's coming out. It's coming out. Everyone's hyped for it. Everyone's fucking talking about it. There's a movie coming out too, by the way. <laughs>
4: so you are turning into Nemesis. <laughs> You're gonna hunt Miller
3: down. I'm gonna humiliate him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't agree with his writing. <laughs> no matter what happens, we ha- anything Nemesis related, we have to do on this show. Okay. okay.
3: I can't, all right. I feel all like right. I'm living in an alternate reality now. The though. movie
4: could be good. No. No, because there's there's promise here where it's like if you just do Batman is evil.
2: Okay. I despise the Kingsman book, and it was one of my favorite movies in the year. I despise yeah.
0: Wanted, and Wanted was a good movie. Okay, yeah, you're Kick-Ass right.
2: Kickass is a fantastic movie. The book is terrible. Yeah, yeah, you're
0: right. These movies
3: are actually all really good.
0: And uh, we, we found out about Wanted, like what happened with Wanted was they just heard like the premise on like the comic uh, hyping list and they're like, oh, that sounds like a cool premise. And they bought the rights without reading the comic. <laughs> and then when they read the comic, like, I guess we we'll just use the premise and nothing else. <laughs> okay. So what happens <laughs> next, slide? So, uh, so, what happens, so what happens is he crashes the plane into a tunnel and then for no reason they show like a little uh, a baby <laughs> with her mom and the mom's saying, oh God, no, in front of a petrol a truck and she explodes and dies that's it <laughs> there's a yeah. lot
3: of uh, like this is why I, I said he must be a psychopath in real life because he, there's a lot of just like gore and like killing of children and stuff for the sake of doing it They're like, shock value yeah, wouldn't it be cool if like this kid got run over too or like the cop's head blew off <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> yeah. super
4: into shock value and he's super into like innocent people suffering to show you how like real the yeah. situation especially is. husbands again it's <laughs>
2: Getting yeah. cheated on. <laughs> oh no! Spoiler Any any fan of any longtime fan of the show knows that it wouldn't be a Mark Millar book without some serious cuckold. So even though a
0: Nemesis was in the front of this plane, the cockpit, <coughs> into the, as it crashes into his petrol truck and and killed everyone around him, he's fine. Like next yeah. scene, he's giving a speech on TV saying, "Oh, I I just my calling card. Did you like it, Chief?" And, uh, and he's, like, mocking him, saying, oh, you can't protect these people. He says, you couldn't even save your president, you assholes. <laughs> no, he's
4: televising yeah. himself everywhere across, like, the nation to every TV.
2: Yeah, and he also says this is his revenge for a stolen childhood. Yeah. The black sheep of the Anderson family has returned. And we haven't been, we don't know what this is yet. Yeah. Like there's no, the, it's framed because it's the end of the issue. It's framed like it's a reveal, but like we don't know anything. Yeah, we don't know all who we that know is, is this guy kills everybody. Yeah, then, okay, and the final page is
0: uh, the president tied up on the ground in front of uh, Nemesis on his little throne, and Nemesis says uh, to the cameras recording this, saying, "It's time you hail to your new fucking chief."
2: <laughs> also, Nemesis is making like a kissy face. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's um, got plans for the president after that video's over. Uh.
3: Yes. So.
2: <sighs> to be continued. Issue one. I also want to say, um,
3: could could be a cool idea, like we said earlier, but to go, f- like, I want to torment this cop. I know what I'll do to get on his bad side. I'll kidnap the president from midair out of Air Force One. It's like, like, that's, it's too much. Like, this could have been cool if it was more grounded in something that yeah. could actually. If those are
0: actually like Batman levels, like like Batman. That's uh, what I. Again. That's
3: what I, was, I said to Daryl earlier. We'll see this throughout the whole the whole four issue series, but if Batman could not do this stuff, they 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 cheat so hard for yeah. him that like this feels like a a, a shittily written Batman story in yeah. in in
0: villain form. You can't, Bat, if this yeah. is a Batman story, you would just say this is bullshit. Batman could not do that.
3: Yeah,
4: Batman can't. This is. But oh. it's like what a 7th or 8th grader imagines that Batman could do. It's like, no, Batman could blow up two planes at once. So
0: it's perfect. It's perfect for the target audience. Yeah. Yeah. For- yeah.
3: yeah. You just plan really good, and then you just yeah. could do anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: By the way, we should mention, uh, we didn't have the cover for the first issue uh, here, because the scans didn't have it, but the cover for the first issue so- shows Nemesis on the car, and the tagline says, This book makes kick-ass look like shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my
0: <God. laughs> so i bring that up to the cover to <laughs> issue two is
2: Nem- oh can i read the title yes uh so it's basically a bunch of cops with like riot shields and those pump action shotguns putting <laughs> uh t- facing nemesis and he's just all smug and he also has a huge bulge <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> it's mark millar like person like he personifies himself here in this character
2: yeah that's what we- that's what we call a mary sue <laughs> And the ca- the title is "Crime Is Awesome" and so am I. <laughs> yeah.
0: just like it, just like the t- titles of of what was it? Uh, Wanted, where one of them was just literally fuck you. <laughs> so it opens with a flashback uh, to twenty years ago, the home of Matthew Anderson, and uh, everyone's dressed in like uh, French. It's Victoria. like
4: Baroque style, yeah. 18th century, powdered wigs. Yeah, I did larger... not
0: get
2: this. They're having a, get, it
0: must be like
4: a theme party. Yeah, it it's has to theme... be a theme party.
3: It's like the most confusing way to
4: present, like,
3: uh, it seems like we're, we're flashback to the 1800s now, <laughs> yeah. but we're not. Yeah. Like, this is like the 1980s or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so it turns out uh, his dad had a scandal or something, and I don't know. His dad was killing kids, wasn't he? he yes. was hunting.
3: He was hunting them. Yeah, yeah. he was running a group for rich people
4: to hunt kids, like strays and waifs.
3: Yeah, so uh, that's a classic kind
2: of Mark Millar idea. Like,
4: I had to read it over and over again because I'm like, how do you just, like, have this be a normal thing in this universe where it's like, let's go hunt people. The most
2: dangerous game. (laughs) It's
4: it's
0: on teenagers. So this is a sequel to The Most Dangerous Game, okay. Um, (laughs) But, um, so, uh, uh, his dad, uh, Nemesis' dad, apparently hung himself when the police caught up to him. And Nemesis didn't blame his dad or anything. He blamed... um, The cop? The cop who broke the case. Yeah, the cop broke the case. And his mom, before she got executed, says, I want you to destroy that clever policeman, my darling. Blake Morrow is the one who stopped the champagne. Like, again, (laughs) these are psychopaths now, because
3: she's not even, like sobbing. She's in the electric chair. She's literally strapped into the electric chair, yeah. And she's like, ah, that one man, he he stopped our champagne from flowing. Go execute him.
4: And she looks all serene,
0: like, Uh oh. (laughs) And then Nemesis says, thus Nemesis was born. All those other cops, just practice. And they introduce us to Nemesis Cave, which is like the bat cave, but no bats. Does this come back at all? No. no uh, he gets dressed exactly. at one point, which we can assume is in the nemesis cave. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no. At uh, one point, out, all the guards are there. Like he invites them to his cave, but they're all blindfolded, and they're like, "Why are we blindfolded?" And he's like, "I have invited to my cave, but I can't just see my cave." Yeah. <laughs> or he and says, this, I can't Kira. trust
4: you yet because they're unproven. So what? He, what no, what there, does there, there's, like, he...
0: I, I can't trust you because you're all trusted henchmen, but you're all still criminals. He, what Nemesis does is wh- <laughs> when he goes to a new
3: area to start killing the cops there, he somehow goes on, like, Craigslist for, like, most wanted criminals, and he hires them. Yeah, and yeah. He, he has, like... A... For
4: $10 million each, he pays
3: them. And so he's, like, yeah. he, he dresses them up as ninjas, and he's, like, you're my demolitions expert, and you're my burglar <laughs>
4: expert. He's done this, like,
3: four or five
4: times, and he has this base, and he can buy explosives. Like, this guy is really absurdly rich.
2: Yeah. Okay, So, he says, I'm thinking of... He's like, I'm thinking of riddles for a brilliant chief of police. And these riddles are so fucking annoying because they're so dumb. Say them. They're like, okay, so what gets wet when drying? An explosion at the Redskins football stadium. I don't get it. The more you take... I don't get it either. I thought they were like anti-jokes where it's like... Yeah, that's what I thought too. But... I'll get to it after these three. So the more you take, the more you leave behind. What are they? The theft of the Hope Diamond. And what fastens two people but touches only one? A battered bodies of two spinsters. And it's like the voiceover while these crimes are happening. And the I thought, like, oh, it's anti-jokes, which are, you know, yeah. super fucking edgelord to do anyway. <laughs> yeah. But then later on, he has another riddle, and it's like the Riddler level where they're like, that's not really... Like, the obvious... We'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that scene because I want to pitch No, but the reason why I wanted to mention that is because I feel like what Mark Millar is trying to do by making that riddle later is like, oh, no, these ones have really deep third-level answers, too, but you just can't think of it because you're dumb. And, like, no, they're definitely not real. I wanna, I'll <laughs> get to that because they, make, they do make it seem like... Uh,
0: There's a pattern to his thinking, but there isn't. I like that. We're, there's not. Yeah,
4: where Ryan draws the line with this book is riddles. Of course, dumb riddles. <laughs> well, okay,
0: because <laughs> like, the Riddler far. is my
2: favorite villain, and the but Riddler, this isn't This is Batman.
0: Batman will make sure to riddles. I, I know. No,
2: but here's the thing: is one of the things that's really hard to write about the Riddler uh, when you write the Riddler is the riddles have to be clever enough that you don't get them immediately, but they still have to be solvable. And sometimes shitty writers, when they write the Riddler, make up these, like, bullshit plot things. Because, like, you have to be clever to write a clever character. And I feel like Mark Millar is just trying to pretend he's clever. Yeah. And it's the worst. That's one of my big pet peeves. I think that's Mark Millar's entire career. I try
0: to pretend he's clever. <laughs>
4: it's just, like, how he <laughs> pretends that, like, a Nemesis is really good. It's, like, Nemesis is so smart with his riddles... That you can't figure them out even if you like spinning. like whole life on like Sly
3: said, Batman probably wouldn't be good at riddles. His riddle would be like, Where's Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> Where's <laughs> your joke at? It's, it's quite a conundrum. <laughs> so uh he goes so the, we turn into this like guy who looks like he's diseased. Dead.
4: <laughs> looks like he has like polyps on his face or something. Did you ever play
0: Left For
3: Dead?
4: Yeah. You know
0: those
3: uh, flat The
4: fat yes, corpse
3: yeah. the flat corpse.
4: What are they called? No, I'd say they're a little more attractive. The Boomers. Yeah. The Boomers, yeah, they're
2: more attractive than this guy. He looks like, he looks like a, like a Clayface falling apart. <laughs> yes. Or maybe more like another Mark Millar character, Shithead, yeah. <laughs> who is was Clayface made out of shit. The shit of Hitler. Yeah, yeah. Phil, did you forget <laughs> that in Wanted, Clayface was made out of Hitler's shit? I did, I did forget. <laughs>
0: but, but this guy's supposed to be the Alfred to um, Nemesis' uh, Bruce Wayne. And he's like horrified over what, because he was the uncle to. Uh, Wait,
2: he's not supposed. Oh, he. Oh, yeah, he raised. He raises. Yeah, he, so right. he's like, I'm
0: horrified by the the boy I raised turned out to be a monster, because he's being interviewed by, uh, the the cop, the, the detective Morrow. Chief Morrow, yeah. whatever.
3: And, keep keep in mind too, like it's not like you're going to you're like uncle, like someone's uncle. You're like your son killed someone. It's like. Yeah, your son kidnapped the president, uh, yeah. and then then <laughs> beat two old women to death. Then stole the Hope Diamond. <laughs> like his crimes.
0: I think in Japan they say he killed like twenty two thousand people. Something like
2: that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like have you has he checked in lately?
4: The detectives just making sure that uh, this this old man, the uncle of Nemesis, isn't like giving him money because he's trying yeah. to figure out.
3: And like, like Daryl alluded to before, it's it's impossible that this amount of money is spent by Nemesis on, like, this bat cave in every country, $10 million for these people, all these explosives, and that money doesn't appear anywhere.
2: He uses Bitcoin. He uses Bitcoin. <laughs> he uses Bitcoin. <laughs> or Doge, is Doge Dogecoin. Enough? Dogecoin? Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah, he uses Dogecoin. <laughs>
3: there
4: you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nemesis is the only person, like the only thing keeping these currencies alive. <laughs> so, uh, so they cut to the
0: Pentagon, and uh, he, he's discussing it with uh, the Pentagon crew. And uh, there's another uh, man
4: that's melting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Homeland Security guy is like, you know, you know, in the uh, the first bad movie when Joker and uh, shoots that guy to death. And the guy's like a, a, a erotic corpse. This is what this guy looks like.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: This is when I realized they
3: hated the art. Just hope <laughs> panels.
0: So, um, so uh, uh, Detective uh, Morrow, uh, Chief Morrow, is in the place. And he's giving orders to everyone. And the, the Secretary, uh, uh, Homeland, sec- the Homeland Secretary, the head of the Homeland Secretary
2: <laughs> says... Sly, the Secretary of Homeland Security. Yeah. Sly don't read good and he
0: says I'm still the head of Homeland Security asshole you haven't got my job just yet and, and like the president is captured this is
2: not the time to be insubordinate
4: also it's really weird because this is like the only line that Political. that guy has yeah. it's just like it's a random like you just need to say asshole to someone yeah. <laughs> like,
2: also
3: can we can we just this, this meeting's happening and then maybe the most ridiculous line of this whole comic comes up next where they're trying to figure out where he's going to attack
2: next By deciphering his riddle. So what's the riddle? So the riddle is, what's black and white and red all over, and how does it relate to a gas attack? And everyone knows, like, black and white red all over, it's a newspaper. Yeah, they're all debating it, and then the the hero says, it's the Pentagon. And they're
3: like, what? And he says, our biggest selling newspaper is the Washington Post. The Post was founded in 1877, (laughs) and in Mm -hmm. numerological terms, 1 plus 8 plus 7 plus 7 all adds up to the number 5. The Pentagon is five sides. Don't you understand? The attack
0: is happening here. The One thing I like is the, the Secretary of Homeland Security does say, Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> and then everyone dies. Yeah. To go back to what Ryan said, because they make it seem like... This scene makes it seem like all this other stuff has some kind of pattern behind it, and now the hero is getting the pattern. But there is no pattern. That's not a pattern. That, what's, what is that? What is that? That's,
3: that's also not a real it's, riddle. I'm sorry. To, yeah. to assume... That it's a newspaper factory or something, and then you're like, oh, the Washington Post did this, Have you, it, like, why Why the Washington Post of all newspapers? It,
2: also, <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's everything about it's <laughs> so dumb. Everything's
0: bad, so dumb. I
2: hate it. Yeah, I hate it, too. You don't defend it's, against saying not bad. I, this happens all the time where I go in, and if you notice, the past, like, ten episodes, my opinion at the beginning is usually the opposite of what it
3: yeah. is. <laughs> so, so, this is where I also have, the, I take umbrage with the amount he cheats for the villain, the Pentagon is a pretty secure building, and somehow he manages to nerve gas the entire facility. He's like, all oh, 220,000 people here are dead. And then accept our, our hero, Morrow. And just
4: slip the antidote into his coffee. Yep.
3: Yeah, and his sidekick, uh, Sydney or something. <laughs> Stewart, I think? We call them partners. <laughs> Yeah, but he's the sidekick of this <laughs> fucking story. Yeah, you know, the police chief and his sidekick. <laughs> and then White Batman, he shows up. He's like, hey, guys. And they pull out guns, start shooting at him. And yeah, in Mara the next Winsor. panel, there's bulletproof glass in front of him. And he's like, haha, asshole, there's bulletproof glass everywhere.
4: Yeah, he's like, it's the Pentagon. Of course there'd be bulletproof glass here. <laughs>
2: it's yeah. Like, like in the middle of the hallway,
3: and and in the
4: previous panel, you don't see any glass, and then suddenly in this panel, there's glass. So it's like, did they not see it? Did it raise instantly?
3: Yeah. I think what it, the Pentagon probably has like under lockdown situations, they raise like bulletproof glass like this but it has to be a situation where he's like hacked into the security system at the very last second he hits it and it raises the glass it's just hey, he's a genius it's so unbelievable
2: again like this and then the best line he's like I broke into the Pentagon the place where all the world's secrets are and his sidekick goes oh my god he's put them on the internet <laughs> and I really wanted someone to be like we have to shut down the internet <laughs> but it didn't
0: happen and uh so he, he says chief Morrow." I gave you a, a, a day until death, so I'm not going to kill you now. You're going to die March the 12th, so you're not going to die now. But he does say, just to be a, a fucking cock. Uh, the, An uh, evil little cock. Chief says, I'm going to bury you for this, Anderson. And Emerson says, says the man who lost the president and all his country's nuclear codes. I thought you were supposed to be
4: smart. <laughs> he says that walking away from him. Yeah. Just being like... Now
2: keep in mind, all of this bullshit has happened. Like, We're only maybe 35, 40 pages into this book.
4: Yeah. Okay. They
2: cram a lot. They're, the bullshit per page count is pretty awesome. Oh, and no one gets yeah, higher it, as it goes on. Oh, I know. Yeah.
0: So, uh, it turns out they have like a plan set up. Uh, first of uh, Nemesis stole uh, don- a donor organ from a dying child. Oh, this is
2: so weird. How did they know that he would go to steal? How does anyone know anything in the story? <laughs> Did you notice the hospital is named after the Anderson family?
4: Oh, is it's that the it?
2: Caleb Anderson Memorial Hospital?
4: Oh, okay. But I
2: don't see why he I don't I still don't get why he took the organ. Of all the crimes he would commit, that's a
3: particularly heinous one, stealing a, a, an organ that's going to go bad from time. Yeah, Tyler.
4: Morrow's planning a trap for Nemesis, and in order to plan the trap he needs to know where he's going to strike next. So he just naturally concludes Nemesis is going to steal organs <laughs> from a hospital. So he And goes, he's right. And-
0: <laughs> And, and so it turns out that he had, a, he had a police barricade on the bridge outside the hospital. And this is what, this is what we talk about cheating. <laughs> Spoilers. It turns out Nemesis has a plan out of here, right? <laughs> but here's what Dude. happens. We cut to Nemesis in the car. He
2: sees the barricade and says, Jesus Christ, yeah, I've got to be kidding. He's like horrified at the barricade. Joe and I used to call this like the ultimate cheating where he only says you've got to be kidding me to himself. So he's, that's only to the reader. It's one thing to have it as a fake out to other characters. He's saying it to the reader. He's making the reader, he's talking to the reader, basically. and making You're like, like, oh no,
4: it. I'm in a bind.
2: Yeah, and we talked about it like sometimes, like, sometimes you'll have a character with internal monologue and then later on it'll be revealed he's someone else in disguise. And like, that's total bullshit. Yeah. You can't do yeah. that. No, it's, it's complete cheating. So, Everything about this book is cheats for Nemesis. Uh,
3: constantly, it yeah. doesn't try to hide it. He's doing it to surprise us. And when he says, oh my fucking God, he turns he turns his fucking Batmobile into the Bat motorcycle. Or whatever. yeah. Yeah, from oh. Dark Knight. And he's he's able to, by doing a wheelie, no, none of the cops shoot him off this motorcycle. He does a wheelie. The bottom yeah. of the motorcycle is a gun. and he starts, Also,
2: all of a sudden, he has a bazooka.
3: Oh, wait, not no, yet, not, not yet. yet. He shoots, he's, oh, he's, shit. he's shooting through the barricade. None of them are shooting back with his motorcycle wheelie. He flips off the dock... Uh, in his motorcycle, jumps backwards off it, bazookas in his arms, he just got it somewhere, and upside down shoots the helicopter out of the air with the bazooka.
2: And what does he say, Sly? Cocky little fucks, huh? (laughs) Yeah, just like in Star Fox 64, cocky little fucks. (laughs) As
3: if this is, like, natural, it's like, oh, you think a police barricade and being shot by police helicopters could stop me? I can do backflips and
0: shoot bazookas upside down.
4: He planned it all.
0: Yeah. All according to Kankaku. Yeah. yeah. He basically jumps off the bridge into a lake, and then swims through sewers,
2: and the police away from there. And uh, now it looks like Nemesis is trapped. Yeah, because they, they knew he was going to steal the organ, so they actually put in a pig's heart and put a tracker in it, and they, like, pistol whip him, and then they, like, have him cuffed, and he looks up at the camera, and he goes, you think I didn't plan all this? Yeah. T- to be continued. End of issue two.
0: Yeah, uh, issue, uh, issue three is... Uh, it shows Nemesis uh, being transported, and um, everyone's like, "We only need you until we find out where you keep the president." But after that, all oh, bets are off. Fuck wad says a
2: guard to him. And they can't take his mask off. Yeah, why can't they take off his mask? No, no, they say it's booby trapped. Yeah. Oh, like Prometheus's fucking stupid mask. It's so yes, <laughs> Prometheus is the character we were talking about. That yeah. like that is the same character, but from a decade earlier, and they he uses the exact same plot device. Yeah, but you know what? It's okay. So,
4: I just want <sighs> to bring out how silly it is that, like, in the previous episode, the previous issue ended with Morrow setting a trap for Nemesis, the Nemesis getting away from the trap, and then he set a secret trap to get Nemesis the second time. But Nemesis says, "I have a secret plan for your second trap."
0: Yeah, there, he's no, trying wait. to. Wait, I have to. I have to illustrate how stupid this is. <laughs> he planned <laughs> for the cops have a plan. <laughs> And for that plan to be a fake out plan, <laughs> yeah. and so he had a plan to bait out the fake out plan. This is stupid. This is stupid. Yeah, he wanted to get arrested. You
3: know, it's it's. This is the writer here trying to say like this is a battle of wits, except it's bullshit, so it doesn't come across.
4: Yeah, that it's way. bullshit. I like that he wanted to get arrested at the second trap, but not the first <laughs> one.
2: And see, I took this when I first read it as he's bluffing to scare the cops, but spoilers, he's not, <laughs> yeah. which makes it bullshit. Yeah stupid writing to just have
0: him plan that far ahead. That's not... No one, even bad, doesn't plan that far ahead. What you're planning Because that being, doesn't make sense. Uh, you can't
3: do that. Just wait. For it's, planning it's... ahead? You want to talk about planning ahead? Just wait. Okay, yeah, 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 Wait, 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 wait.
4: First, we should bring up that uh, everyone, like, shows different news stations and, like, everyone's elated. Like, the Japanese prime minister's happy.
2: The caption is kudos from world leaders because yeah. that's what when when you kept, capture someone who's li- murdered dozens of thousands of people, you give kudos. Yeah, yeah. And then his uncles but, elated too, and then uh,
4: Moro's the the main detective's family gets to return home because Nemesis is finally captured, yeah. and it, it's his wife, his daughter, and his son. Like yeah. that's his family.
0: But it turns out. But it turns out that it was all another. Mm-hmm. It was all a trap. And Nemesis was planning his escape for all along. Yep. And um, again, an, a very
3: unrealistic escape where somehow, <laughs> somehow they break in uh, to the security system. One of the guards is a disguise master. So he's like, somehow they didn't know who he was. He killed all the other guards. Then a hundred riot cops come in. Nemesis says, uh, no, it's only 97. Yeah, he says it's only 97. And it, don't worry, I can handle this myself or whatever like that.
0: Yeah, to so the guy to help him bust he, out. He
3: kills a hundred people with their batons. Ninety seven. He kills ninety seven people yeah. with their batons. <laughs> uh, yeah, very like brutally too. They can't fight him. I guess I I want This is pretty gory. I
4: wanna bring up this is my favorite part of all of Nemesis. I think this is like the the way the fight's choreographed and it's, it's like showing a, how vicious he is.
2: Yeah. It's really good. Oh and, wait, wait. Daryl, your favorite scene is the one scene without dialogue?
4: Yes. You, yeah. you
2: you fit in perfectly with this review of a Mark Millar book. <laughs> I like the
4: explosions that didn't have dialogue,
2: too. Yeah. That's We've said this about a lot of books before. Is like, th- There's a lot of books that we've done on the show that we're like, this scene's actually pretty good. And then when we look at it, there's never dialogue. Yeah. It's it's cool because it's, it's trying to show him as like the Batman type, and where...
4: it would be really cool if in another book, like an another book, because it, as he's fighting, he's getting blood from these guards all over his white costume. Yeah. So you get to see like how really like violent he is. Like it's showing you how bloody he's. He's he like sticking is. their batons
3: yeah. through their eyes and into their throats and through
0: their mouths and stuff like that. He's, yeah. like he's brutalizing them. I have to talk about this trope though because yeah, writers have to stop this. They have to stop it. It was initially clever the villain gets captured it's a twist that oh he was finally get captured it's not a twist anymore cuz everyone fucking does now joker yeah. did it loki did it the villain from skyfall did it it's fucking old stop it's not a twist everyone everyone knows it and and yeah. again
3: one of the most unbelievable escapes too because not only did they know this mass murderer supervillain was here um they they somehow let him get out and then there are they
2: let out all the prisoners. Also, the fact that this guy killed about 40,000 people and they put him in general population yeah. in a prison is ridiculous.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah. that's... And yeah.
2: then they run out to the parking lot with
3: the prisoners and there's, like, a thousand identical white Audis in the parking lot and, like, yeah. they're, like, they're all escape vehicles. I don't know if you've ever been to a prison, but they you have to go through security to park, like... This means that there's a there's a line of a hundred Audis with his henchmen just revving it. They're like, "Hey,
0: we're gonna park this, okay? Who you here to Who you here to see? Who are you here to see? Uh, a Nemesis. It's <laughs> trademark vehicle. That's like if, if like, somebody parked a million Batmobiles. Yeah, <laughs> inside inside the prison compound. And those cars, like when yeah. you go into a prison, they they check under the hood. And I, like, I really like
4: they gives them to all these like random con men and inmates. Yeah, and we just don't see them again. They just all drive off <laughs> together.
0: Yeah, they never they never get mentioned again. It's just. It's just other horrible shit to throw <laughs> onto the pile of horrible shit around the book. Yeah. But it turns out that the whole point of his capture was to bait out the location of Maro's family. Because for
4: some reason that is the one thing he couldn't find. He specifically yeah, mentioned that like his, his guys
0: that could bust him out of prison were like, we can't find his family. I wonder if he planned that too I wonder because he plans out uh, so much of the stuff I wonder if he planned I know I won't be able to find a family so I'll plan out this (laughs) (laughs) I mean he's he's literally saying it's easier to hijack Air Force One
3: and fly it through a tunnel and keep everyone on board alive than it is to to find find one man's
4: family family, just some detective yeah I like, too, that he asked the guy about finding his family knowing he wouldn't be able to find it, and that's why he was getting arrested in the first place. to find
2: it.
0: <laughs> so they have
2: Nemesis on phone call with the chief. Okay, and... in a bubble, this would be my favorite concept. For some reason, I think this is a cool concept. Why, because it's cuckling? <laughs> no. Ryan, I'm saying conceptually. Right? have you seen uh, Black Mirror?
3: No. Oh, uh, one of the best shows ever. It's like Modern Twilight Zone. It's concluding it's every episode. great. no, fucking no not. Phil, <laughs> 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 uh, are you Marshall? <laughs> <R>? <laughs> it's it's a show about really strange premises. Like it's like a Modern Twilight Zone, and like um, yeah, movies, hi- highly recommended
4: if you don't like the first episode to keep watch the second. Just right, jump in it. But in the
3: first episode does have a, a concept of like public figures needing to embarrass themselves or else type thing.
2: So, it's like the episode of Recess where the f- King Bob or whatever the fifth grader got blackmailed with that picture of him as a nerd. Yep, you yes. bet. You're right, totally right. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Nemesis calls the the chief, Chief Morrow, and for some reason he's naked. I don't know why he's <laughs> naked, but he is. And he not the chief. Nemesis is naked, and he says, <laughs> "I no, have the your kids." Chief is naked in his office from of all these guys. And and Nemesis goes, "I have your kids." You have to tell me within an hour, you have to tell me your three most humiliating family secrets. If you don't know what they are, ask your wife because she does. And you have to announce them basically publicly, otherwise, I'm going to murder your kids. Team number one <laughs> is because it's a Mark Millar book,
0: I got co-colluted by my wife. <laughs> no. Yeah. They almost made it. They almost made it out. They almost made it out. Coke no, coke they, they didn't.
3: We're like halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> it's and down. it's not just like. Uh, I was cuckolded. But it's so
0: throwaway. This is so yeah. throwaway. It has nothing to do with the main plot.
3: Yeah. The way it happens, too, she's like, she cheated on me with my partner. And he's like, why? And somehow, Nemesis knows the reason she did that is because I couldn't satisfy her. I was an inattentive husband and
4: a poor performer sexually.
2: <laughs> and then the second secret is that his son is gay, but he couldn't tell his dad because like he his dad would have judged him even though he says, like I would st- I still love my son but I find this idea interesting that he like he points out that even though I would still love him the fact that my son was scared says a lot about my character yes and, and then, then the,
4: go ahead yeah oh, I was gonna, and then <laughs> go there there I was gonna say that it's it's cool to do a thing where it's like nemesis is trying to publicly humiliate him like I'm a I think that's interesting but like this This story didn't build up Moro as a character. You're not invested in who
2: he is or his family. Oh, that's the thing. That's why I said in a bubble.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, this is actually, and I like that it's public humiliation, but through things that are really not his fault, and they're so personal to him, but it's so, like, it's just because you were so obsessed with your work that your son thinks (laughs) that you're this, like blue-collar, like, standard conservative American that's going to hate that he's gay. The third secret is that his daughter had an abortion and same thing, you know, because you're so Catholic. Yeah, and, like, I I do really like this concept. But it's
3: Mark Millar here at the end trying to pretend his story had a theme, and the theme is, like, Morrow's story is family versus career, he tries to pretend like that was a thing the whole time, but we only start getting glimpses of it here. Yeah.
4: Because his family was introduced. Like, the who they are is introduced just in this And they, he even says, like,
3: it will come up way more ham-fisted later when, <laughs> when he has to choose between yeah. family and career. Spoilers.
2: But now, here's yeah. the thing. Right when I thought, like, this is a cool idea. Maybe <laughs> Malar could save this. He does the single most Malar thing I've ever fucking seen where he, he lets the kids go. Yep. And he says... Well, they're relatively unharmed, and he—you t- go sly. I can't do this. Okay, he had the
0: daughter get impregnated by her gay brother. <laughs> Not that he didn't
2: make them have sex. Yeah, he
0: fertilized
3: the eggs while she was. Uh, Which is way. When I read this, more of a severe. I, thing. I just had
4: to look away from the comic and just like stare up at the ceiling for a little bit because I'm like, how? Like this is just so dumb.
0: It's 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 him trying to be and, shocking. and if you make it stupider. He rigged the daughter's womb to completely collapse if we attempt to terminate the baby. <laughs> I, I forgot about this. I forgot about this. Yeah,
3: he, the doctors say, we've doctors have wait, never wait. been able to I'll, do this.
4: Yeah, I'll say verbatim. He's rigged your daughter's womb to completely collapse if we attempt a termination. She'll never have children if we do an abortion. But it's your call. Like, what to do?
3: Guys, this is
2: Trump's America.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, so he's not just... The Riddler, the most powerful Riddler ever in the supervillain. He's also the master doctor. Yeah, no mas- doctor. master
4: uterus. <laughs> yeah, he's the best OBGYN <laughs> in the world.
2: And they also act like, don't worry, there will be no negative consequences of having this bomb in her uterus unless there's an abortion. I don't think it's a bomb, yeah. I think it's like... It's it's stitched up in some way that if
3: I don't know they don't
2: oh it's not a bomb yeah the womb will collapse yeah so she'll never be able to have children again I, I would like a doctor confirm this for us because I think <laughs> it's bullshit <laughs> he
0: just said it's rigged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again they, they want to
3: Mark is like here's my theme now family versus career they try and emphasize this and the wife starts screaming at the
0: husband and he's like you did this <laughs> as if your you...
2: stupid job did this she says oh fuck
0: you Blake and he's like Beggy? no <laughs> <laughs> fuck you on your stupid job what you've done to our little family
2: this is all your fault you selfish prick I hate you I hate you and she walks off yeah classic classic story of like man has to choose between his job and his barren <laughs> daughter with the gay son su- I do his incest
4: babies
2: and also uh
0: he's a selfish prick for reducing crime by 60 percent by setting a national standard for policing by being a fucking hero you know what to have to to have to do something like this
3: to 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 be to earn the right to have a family versus career character you need to show throughout the story how he neglects his family for his career he has never done that in this story imagine imagine you have three different scenes where like uh, the the wife desperately needs him, and he's on a you know a call or something, and can't. Or know. something like
4: when Nemesis announces that he's going after him, that she's pleading for him to stay in protective custody, yeah. with her instead of being on the case. But all we get is that a supervillain tortures him, and she yells at him and says, "Fuck you for this happening."
3: Yeah,
2: yeah.
4: Well, it's another example of Malar's wives being unreasonable, and she's probably gonna go <laughs> sleep this. some guy. Okay, so just
3: so you, just so I have to say. Mark Millar must have been cheated on when he was younger, and he had to. He have had been. to have been, unless he, he
2: always wanted to be. No, because
3: the wives here are always like the villainous because of what they've done. Yeah, and like, and he he it traumatized him so much, and it was probably around like eighth grade, and he like you <laughs> can't get. He's just stuck in this eighth grade mind for the rest of his life, even though he's like forty years old now. Yeah. Because you th- it's not like this is a main part of the story; it never comes up again here in Nemesis. So it's unlike
2: like, Trouble, where it is a main part of the story. He likes yeah. to
3: just bring it up and just.
2: What's especially weird too is it's specifically
4: cuckold because I think all these guys still stay with the women that cheat on them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also it's not just because they're. It's not because the woman was, was was like lonely or whatever. It's always because the man's never good and bad. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Not because the man's a fucking loser. <laughs>
2: We are never gonna finish this. Okay, game. let's go. Come okay, on. Okay, so
0: it ends with it turns out that, <laughs> uh, that <laughs> turned- Mario had a man on the inside called Kirby, and Kirby was one of the was one of the guys working for Nemesis. Jackie Shoes, a character
4: name that I'm supposed to recognize. <laughs> Someone working for Nemesis is betraying Nemesis because he was on the inside all along. And they
3: give it, and he's like, "I got some information for you." Uh, I know
4: who her. Nemesis is. His true identity.
3: And then we this issue ends, right?
4: Yeah.
2: So, I have one question. What is it that now is worth this guy, like, turning himself in for? Like, shouldn't it be before the, like, horrible stuff with like his Like the family? president getting <laughs> captured point. or the Redskins bomb. <laughs> because they need, they need a way to keep attention going. No, they, I understand they, why like... narratively, but in-universe... What? What did he do? You can't,
0: now? you can't. Maybe? You can't, Ryan. Yeah. There's no way to justify <laughs> any of this logically. In, no in way. universe,
3: this world is a bizarre world, and things don't make sense. It's okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. We're in Trump's America.
3: So,
4: anyway, now now Morrow has the upper hand, because he's like, all right, we know who Nemesis is, let's go get him. In his words, let's nail this bitch, he says with a cocked shotgun.
0: Yeah. So, issue four, it turns out that Morrow is actually, uh, not Morrow. it turns out that Anderson, uh, the, the Bruce Wayne figure... Uh, Morrow believes that he impersonated Alfred, and now he is Alfred. That's why he and he's like, "Wow, boomer. I didn't realize
3: an eighty-five year old man could leap on top of Air Force One and
4: shoot." Yeah, so he them. says that he's his own uncle.
0: <laughs> yeah, He's his own
4: grandpa. <laughs>
2: And he even says, like, I've had, I've had, like, I've played poker with this guy. It could have been Nemesis this whole time. Not, not just I have, I do it every Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, the, the name of issue four is, is there anything this bastard isn't capable of? So he's his own uncle who plays <laughs>
3: poker <laughs> with, with the, the police chief. Yeah. Well, he Tuesday. was in Japan. <laughs> and China and Singapore yeah. because
2: apparently all his crimes have been in Asia until this, this stuff. Whatever. And they say, that they, they say that, no, it could be him, because look at Benjamin Button. They made Brad Pitt look old. This guy could look old, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to make this even stupider, to, to make that theory even
0: stupider, it's not even true. It, it turns out that Kirby was fed false information, and when they go to uh, Alfred's house, uh, he has bombs set up around him, and he explodes and dies. And, and kills
2: all the cops.
0: Yeah,
3: same thing yeah. as the first scene, it's just cop murder, where it's like, kick down the door, oh, it was a trap, with three seconds left, perfect timing again, because it's not it's not remote detonation here, it's a timed bomb. It's timed yeah. that within three seconds of them getting there, it blows up. And it kills everyone
2: yeah, but Morrow. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to think that these timers aren't perfectly planned out, and he just has a clock always set to a three, <laughs> and then just he watches, and when people walk in, he blows them Maybe. up. Maybe. That would be more reasonable.
3: <laughs>
0: He so uh, he. Uh, Margaret's captured by Nemesis after the bomb explodes. All his friends and stuff, and he says, "Oh Blake, you are really quite gullible for such an educated man." And so fucking annoying to have a, a guy who's cheating, and then be smug about it. Like it's like in a game of like when you're playing like Monopoly, and a guy starts uh, stealing money from the bank, and now he's like, "Oh, you're so shitty at Monopoly, you my shit." Like,
3: like fuck it's you. It's worse than that. slide.
0: like
2: yeah. 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 Like, how could you fall for this plan that's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen? You didn't think I could land on Air Force One and gas the
3: entire Pentagon (laughs) in one day? What an idiot. (laughs) But now here is
2: where all the bullshit really
3: starts. So just remember, we had a twist at the end of issue three where Kirby is actually working for Morrow, and that the uncle is the villain. Then we have a twist that the uncle is just the uncle and... Kirby was feeding him false information this, this is
4: four pages into issue and now four. he's
3: like but how did you get how did you know and he's like you've had a mole on the inside too chief his psychic was the mole his sidekick was the yep, mole so Stuart we have mole within mole here. here and
2: he said how could you betray me and he's like ten million dollars is a lot of money he's been paying me to watch you for eight, eight years eight
4: years <laughs>
2: We're talking planning ahead now, right? So he's like,
3: yeah. eight years ago, he's like, watch this guy. Tell me what kind of information. Like, wh- what what information did he get
0: in Is those eight it... years that he used during this? I like that... He couldn't even find his kids! <laughs> <laughs> to make it actually stupid, though, if that was... If it was the case that Morrow was the cop that like, calls his parents death, and uh, he was playing this his entire life, it would it kind of make sense. But he gives a big monologue here. He says... Uh, I I just made all that up I'm not that fucking guy That guy killed himself Yeah the person We got
4: the backstory for it The Baroque
0: family Nothing That's just nothing The Bruce Wayne character He was was just a guy Who killed himself afterwards He was nobody And Nemesis stole his identity To make Barrow Think he was after him So Nemesis arbitrarily Picked Eight years (laughs) down the line I'm going to go after This random cop (laughs) Who I I know he'll be successful Eight years down the line I know He'll take off
3: He's gonna re- he's gonna reform DC, <laughs> yeah.
0: And, uh, and
4: so uh, uh, the cop asks him, "It's like, well, then who are you?" And he's like,
3: Nemesis says, I'm just a rich guy." I wish I brought this up earlier, but when he was pretending to be Anderson too, Anderson was also as uh, a, a cheating asshole. Where he's like, "By twelve years old, I ran a drug cartel in Mexico. <laughs> By twenty, I ran a death cult, a Zoroastrian death yeah. cult or something." It's like, yep. but why bring it up? Why and like <laughs> yeah. why bring up the uncle? Why waste yeah. my time? Why write this comic? Why waste my time? <laughs> why make the uncle... The, why make him his own uncle just for two pages? Unless it's just like, between issue three and four, you want to
0: build that tension. Because he's trying to make it seem like this is a, a, a tense game of cat and mouse. A, 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 a tense thriller. It's not. It's bullshit. The whole entire book is bullshit. At the at the end of
4: issue three, he does... Like, they do right in the side. It's like, wait till issue four. There's so many twists. Like, you'll need to wear adult diapers.
0: <laughs> so so Stuart so says... Uh, ha ha, fuck you, uh, Mauro. Who's Stewart? The, the psychic. The psychic. The, the psychic Oh. What? And he's like, I'll be, I'll be selling myself a Costa Rica of my 10 million bucks. You know his henchmen retire after every job? And the nemesis just shoots him in the head and says, well, that's one way of putting it. Why kill him? It's because he doesn't want to pay him. He doesn't have 10 million dollars.
4: <laughs> he has fucking so much money. He's just so he, he pretends to have so much money, he never pays anybody. <laughs> I, I like the idea that Stewart, the sidekick, was working for him for eight years without getting paid <laughs> all the whole
3: time. It's like, come and on, man. What's crazy, too, is if he does this regularly, that he just shoots his henchmen, he's shooting super criminals, too. Yeah. And yeah. no one else has ever heard of this, so they don't work with him.
2: Also, was Bitcoin even around eight years ago?
3: <laughs> yeah, it
4: was, actually. <laughs> he, pl- he planned for it. He planned for it. For I, he him, made Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah.
0: But this, this, is, this is what it's not a trope I hate, the trope that oh I'm such a badass villain, I kill my henchmen. Like realistically no one will work for yeah, you if you yes Kill all your henchmen. Yeah.
3: All that all for you sure. have to do is that that it gets out once and then no one will ever yeah, work for it you But he doesn't
4: get out because he kills everyone, I guess.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like all the top henchmen in the world just disappear after <laughs> meeting Nemesis and no one makes connection. Whatever. Whatever. Okay, so
2: anyway, here's the climax. Uh, Nemesis is like, finally, let's resolve this plot we just introduced. (laughs) Choose between your career and your personal life. And he has his wife and the president strapped to bombs. And he apparently before the cop got there, he said, you guys have to kill each other. If you kill the other person, you get to live and neither of them would do it. So he lets the chief choose. They have to kill each other, but they're both have detonators to their own
3: bombs.
4: (laughs) That's true. What the fuck? No,
3: you don't know it's your own bomb. No, but the president... No, no. It is own bomb. It is not, because when the president uses it, it's Morrow using it. Okay. But but I also have to point out here that they're in the White House. He also killed everyone in the White House. Oh, yeah,
4: that too. He
3: is so powerful that he kills everyone.
2: Also the fucking detonator that he gives Moro has two buttons on it and one says family and one says career. This
3: is when I was like you're you're taking this this theme and just reducing it to the most 7th grade level you possibly can where you you give someone you give someone a switch that with two bombs one says family and one says career and you're like which do you want to kill?
2: It's as ridiculous as in Snakes in a Plane, Snakes on a Plane, when he throws the snake in the microwave and presses the fucking snake button. Yes. But this is not tongue in cheek. This is serious. Yes. But we talk about this. We talk about
0: this even in Civil War a book where we claimed was a good Marvel book. We claimed, and even even the best Marvel books have this problem. We even mentioned this in the review. He is not a subtle man. No, no. Like this is this is about how he writes. You, you want a side fight between family and career? You get a button that says family. And career. <laughs> yeah. That's that's. That's his idea of Moral dilemma, But either way, uh, the president, this is my favorite scene in the book. It's me too, actually. The president says, oh, fuck you. And <laughs> this is like, excuse me? I've had enough of this shit. You kidnap me? Murder my friends? Terrorize the entire city? And you think I'm just gonna stand here? I ate punks like you for breakfast back in Vietnam. And he's like, oh, I'm not entirely sure where this is going, sir. Uh, have you got some kind of Kung Fu action skills I don't know about (laughs) and uh, the president turns tomorrow says hit a button chief it'll be a pleasure and uh... so he walks
3: up to Nemesis and says blow me up basically
0: and that's even stupider because the issue is the plot between choose career or our, our or family. And they don't make a choice. The president's like, kill me. It's
2: resolved by him following orders, so he chose career. Yeah,
0: the president says, kill me, make
4: it easy for you. And I like I like that this is something, like, Nemesis did not plan, with two people, like, C4 strapped to them. He's <laughs> like, oh, no. But he did plan it. He did no, he plan didn't. this. Oh,
3: he did. He planned everything, actually. He, wait, yeah. but it's, he, pre- he pretended to be surprised.
4: <laughs> it's also just weird that it was two people in one room, and they are both strapped with explosives. They need to choose who to blow up when it's clear they're going to blow each other up. They're going to blow up this the room. room. That's how
3: bombs work. Yeah, because
0: the next scene... Wait, he... real quick.
4: Can you can you say what Nemesis says after... Because he blows up and he's all like bloody and he hits the ground. And uh, Nemesis says,
0: holy shit, I'm covering an old person. <laughs> That's where it's like, this is
4: definitely eighth grader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Right. And so, um, they, they now they're all bloody and injured and they fight, but now... An attack helicopter comes down and starts shooting... This is so weird. <laughs> at, op- ...at both of them. And uh, Nemesis says, ha, 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 "Ha! Oh, God, this is priceless. Priceless, I'm too rich to fail, don't you understand? People like me never lose. And uh, the cards say, Midnight, midnight will be, you old asshole. I've killed better men than you, you know? Who? Who could be this good? <laughs> yeah, who could be fucking this good enough
2: to fucking survive all this shit? At least
4: keep that guy hit by the train. We don't know what their fight was like
2: before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, they have the classic uh, standoff where they both run for a gun and they both shoot each other and it looks like they both die.
2: Well, well, but... Moro gets shot in the side and uh, Nemesis gets shot in the head. No, Moro gets shot in the chest.
0: Yeah, does he? yeah
3: he does. Yeah, to show he, later on his wounds. And, at, and, and since apparently Mark Millar is a doctor, the... They have some doctor Lingo while he's in the hospital. Yeah, which is like
4: we get yeah. her uterus is rigged to <laughs> <laughs> collapse, but then we get like two whole pages
0: full of them trying to save him. And then we have like we he flatlines. Yeah. He flatlines on the on the table, and Nemesis Miles, because the card says March twelfth at midnight. Flatlines still counts, so he doesn't die. He flatlines at the moment um... at midnight. Yeah, and then the time Nemesis said he would, and then they defibrillate him. So Nemesis, <laughs> Nemesis planned this entire thing out. Yeah, he was never planning on killing Marl.
2: He was just planning to make him flatline. No, wait, hold it. Let's let's wrap up this ridiculous couple last pages. Okay, we read a
3: letter from uh,
4: someone, an unknown person, a known source. It's Nemesis. It's
2: obviously Nemesis yeah. from right away. And we have a montage of Morrow getting, like, growing old. He, like, grows a mustache. He looks like Commissioner Gordon. He really looks like Commissioner Gordon. It's immediately yeah. what I thought. Uh, he has grandchildren
4: from his daughter. She had triplets, even though it only shows two kids. And
2: they adopt
4: them? I, th- I think that the son's playing with uh, a, a male friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're like, like It's that- almost <laughs> like he accepted. He's like, yeah, everything's okay. <laughs> Incest babies and homosexuality.
2: So he won, and now he has, like, a perfect life. Yep and then the letter says like
0: oh you, you, you won even though you didn't win because I won <laughs> but uh, I, I, I deem you winning
2: so now I'll let you live but stay away from the Pacific Rim because this bunch of <laughs> kaiju running around well what, the, what it says is I wasn't really Nemesis I'm the brains behind Nemesis I hire a new supervillain every like Ye- couple years every year he says next year supervillains will be even worse because I just give them money so Nemesis is actually the guy in the behind the scenes So what's interesting about this yeah.
3: is I thought it it almost helps to explain the cheating he does because it's not him and his henchmen because apparently there's a company that hires engineers and stuff like this to rig this stuff. Yeah. So it's like it is a apparently a big organization. But I'd also like to point out big organizations like, terrorist organizations still have a lot of
0: trouble committing terror acts. It's not that easy yeah. to do this stuff. And and also, big organizations have a lot of... The more ears you have, the more people working, the more people can fucking rat you out. Yeah. So,
3: you have, yeah. like, engineers and artists or whatever he said. Like, you think, oh, whatever. This is fucking
0: dope. Yeah. So, but, yeah, here's the dumbest part. Here's the dumbest part. Ends on the dumbest part. No, you mean the best twist of all. So, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon... Commissioner Gordon turns to him saying... Where'd you get this letter? The guy sent this. Is he at the resort? And, and the, the, guy, the waiter who gave him the letter says, Actually, that's the peculiar thing, Mr. Morrow. The card and the wine have been here since I started with very specific instructions he delivered these 10 years ago <laughs> yeah like fucking back
2: to the future 2 for Christ's sake they, they fucking should have had him say the end just according to like a Kaiku. that's what it fucking was <laughs> <laughs> and also the more ridiculous thing is they mentioned that this bottle of wine is the most expensive wine oh, in yeah, the world that's just like eh. like <laughs> yeah. what that's not how like what it's uh, because they're so rich also, like, so this guy, this guy, not only plans all this stuff, he also knows what the exact wine market will be a decade from any given day. Yeah.
3: Well, hey, oh, if you can plan someone flatlining at midnight ten years later, like
2: whatever. <laughs> I guess that's true. That's true.
0: This is two concepts at odds. This is a, this is a concept of Batman trying to get revenge on Commissioner Gordon for letting his parents die, and he planned out the whole thing perfectly. You could have that, but you can't now mix. You can't have it because it sucks. We you could <laughs> theoretically have that. But now you're mixing in, in with this other plot where he's just hiring... Uh, he's just getting random rich <laughs> people to act out all these things, and he's just a guy doing it for, for money. Yeah.
4: The whole book suffers from, especially the last issue, it just suffers from, like, Millar was trying to find ways to keep pulling twists on his own story where he's like, yes. I'm not actually Anderson. Your partner was working for me. I plan for you to flatline even though I die, and actually I'm not Nemesis. I'm sorry? If you
3: shoot someone in the chest... You can't plan for them to be revived. Their heart. First of you all, you did. can't, you can't no. plan for their heart to uh, stop. Oh, he you
0: rigged your wound to collapse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can't plan for their heart to stop in the first place. And even if you do, you can't plan that it'll... It's just ten years in advance. So.
0: Like, what if the doctor was drugged that day? What if he had a bad day? What if he wasn't his, no. uh, his A-game? Batman's also s- perfect plan? Sometimes,
3: a heart sto- uh, A stop's heart doesn't wor- respond to a defibrillator, and you just die. That like,
2: it's yeah. hey, hey, guys... If we asked questions... Yeah, of, we're going to be here. What if this thing... It will be here. F- we will be here forever. I want to get out of Malar Hell. <laughs> it's all according to Kikaku. So the book ends. He de- he delivered these <laughs> 10 years ago. And there's just a guy on a remote island drinking wine. So obviously he's the mastermind between Nemesis. What's amazing
3: too is like... Apparently there's enough rich, rich sociopaths in the world that... He says like, I fund other rich sociopaths and there'll be more next year. So there are people who are able... Other rich people who are able and willing to kill tens of thousands of people just all lined up waiting to be funded. Part of me wishes this book ended with uh, Detective Morrow waking up in the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been more believable. So,
4: so that's let, recommend that's Nemesis. So
0: let's let's transition to our next book. Wait, are we Wait, not going recommend-
3: to recommend?
4: We're okay. not going to do Nemesis now. A re- like a final thoughts? Do we
0: need to? We said everything. Before? No, I want to do. I want to do recommendations though. We'll do like uh, at the end.
2: I don't think we have two recommendations for both of <laughs> these books. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, transition to our next book, The Young okay. Funnies? So give us a little bit of backstory. You mentioned it in, in what was it? There was another, I think, Trouble? Yeah, so uh,
0: this is actually, uh, so this is part of the Malar World line. And just a little backstory. Malar World was actually supposed to uh, premiere with the Epic line. So this could have been published by Marvel, theoretically. Uh,
3: it well. wouldn't have been. They wouldn't have let it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been uh,
0: so this book was part of Millar World and for the longest time uh, this was this was one of the first Millar books and I guess Millar stuck with it for so long but now it's off the Millarworld World site I guess now he realized oops I fucked up <laughs> this was too much and I, j- just to give you a little backstory on this he showed this to his wife his wife read it and, and she cheated on him. She she had she
3: already had it at this point, I think.
0: No, but she read the book and she threw the book at him and said, "I don't want to believe you're capable of writing something this horrible. I don't want to think these awful thoughts are in your head." And he said to her, "But honey, the crow is sucking cock for a reason." <laughs> oh, that's basically that sums and it up Jesus. basically. Yeah. Okay. So So the premise, the premise is it's a quote-unquote horror comic about a world resembling basically Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Right. It looks a
3: lot like the old old 60s cartoons. Yeah. yeah.
0: And basically it becomes more and more messed up as the characters start discovering sex, swearing, murder, and, and little do they know it's all because the creator of their world, Troy Hicks, has become a child molester and killer and... He's basically corrupting everything in this world.
2: Do we have to talk about this book?
0: I couldn't. I'll be
3: honest. I I tried to read it and I stopped near the end of the first issue and just put it down and said, okay, think I think I got it.
2: Sly and I have, have talked about doing this book before I read it for years. It was yeah. like one of the books that made us want to do the podcast. And I think the first angry rant I ever heard from Sly was about this book. It's actually, your rant about this book might be one of the reasons we're such good friends, because I loved it so much. I read it today. I never want to think about it again. How about this? Who wants to talk about this?
0: Okay, then. Okay. <laughs> so, as Phil said, he got an issue into yeah. it. I personally, I read it four years ago. I narrated it to Ryan. I got two and a half fishes into it where we got into the second cluck-holding plot line <laughs>
2: and said, I had enough of this. It is, without a doubt, the worst story I've ever experienced in any medium. I hated it so much.
3: We talk, we've we talked about him being an edgelord and, like, this is, like, the purest edgelord energy. Like, if you found, like, a pool of edgelord energy that is untouchable by humans, <laughs> it, this is what it is. It's yeah. just, it's concentrated shock value
2: in its purest and i i feel like if we were to do an episode on it we would have to end the podcast because there's nothing to do after that that is yeah. the most thing so if we ever do an Unfunnies episode i can guarantee it will be the final episode of the podcast if we ever do an unfun- Unfunnies episode it'll we'll probably be on the fbi watch this.
0: uh <laughs> we probably are
4: just for talking about it can at all. i tell you something Don't you fucking say you liked it. No, when I I was like 14 or 15... You wrote this. No, I wrote a story, and in the story I wanted to... I am Troy Hicks. I wanted to do this scene where it's this guy that's being interrogated by another guy who's like the villain of my story. And what the villain does is, in order to get the information out of him, to show him that he has control over him, is he takes a screwdriver and he jabs Uh, it into the guy's eye. uh, And when I was writing it, like I was just trying to make it like descriptive to disgust people... And it was one of those things where when I returned to the story four years later, I look back at it and I'm like, like, this isn't good. This is just like, it's just nauseating stuff. Like, it's purposely there to make people feel bad and no one should have to read this. And I I just wanted to bring up that this is, like, this story is that captured. It's really just putrid. But he
2: wasn't 14 when he wrote it. He'd been writing comics for a decade. It's the again. same thing where it's like, it's the most putrid thoughts you
4: have that shouldn't be given form.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but I, just to give you an idea of how, because like you might think, oh, these guys are overestimating it. Like, we, we bitched about, like, uh, Cry for Justice. What happened? That guy got his arm up top, you bunch of <laughs> pussies. No, no. So, just to give us a backstory. When we read Wanted, there was a throwaway joke about child molesting. And uh I saw I pointed it out, and Joe said, "No, let's not talk about it. it's It's disgusting. I don't want to bring this up. I don't want that in my I don't want that thought in my mind. I don't want to discuss it. I don't want to analyze it. let's end this discussion. And I cut it from the final episode. Child molesting jokes are like fifty no, like eighty percent it
4: is a core yeah. element of this book. You have to be in for that.
3: Yeah. And it's like it's not just that yeah. it's like a main theme. It's like, a joke throughout. It's yeah. a
0: joke. Just to give an example, just just a minor example, a child molester is on trial, and they're doing the classic bit when the person is accusing somebody of doing something horrible, and that person has like bullshit excuses for it, and so the guy's like, "Oh, you messed with this child," and he's like, "No, I was trying him. I'm just having him test out my wife's clothes and stuff," and it's supposed to be yeah, funny. Yeah, that's that's
3: what I think is the most sickening thing about this whole this whole thing is he takes really fucked up concepts like child molestation like rape like all these things aids like aids and he just yeah. it is never taken serious and it's always a joke uh, like it's funny that these things happen in the world and i know that's his point is like it's i'm gonna make a jokes about the most vile parts of humanity but why is what I, my question is like why would you create this like you said Darryl, it I doesn't
2: do- feel like when when alan moore does it he's making it he's making a statement almost always yeah this just feels like he's doing it just to get his friends to laugh in the cafeteria. Also, it's like when Al Moore does it, he
0: tells a story, and there's and there's you can argue with his elements of hopes in all the stories, but there's character drive. There's yeah, there's 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 resolution that feels satisfying. This story, everyone's lives are horrible. They end up horrible. They're miserable. Everyone, almost everyone, I think everyone dies or has a horrible life to go on from this.
4: Uh, not Bill Hicks. <laughs>
0: Taylor Hicks. <laughs> <Or> Taylor. <laughs> Bill Hicks is a different guy. Poor Bill Hicks. Poor Bill Hicks. I me mean, compared to Taylor, a fucking pedophile, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's Taylor
4: Hicks. He gets everything that he wants to. So.
0: Basically, what happens is he's trying to. He finds out that the he's making his world more fucked up. And he's like, I want to go into my fucked up world because I don't want to be in jail on, on trial for my crimes. So he finds a way to tr- switch places with one of his cartoon characters, and now he has his cartoon world to ruin, like he did our world, basically. Okay, I've had enough of this.
3: (laughs) Yeah, what a great story. Thanks, Mark Millar. You're, you're, uh, can I also, I I was reading about Mark Millar yesterday. He, in 2013, was awarded by Queen Elizabeth, the, uh, like, member of the Order of the British Empire Award for his uh, outstanding work in literature. So I I wish I wish I could take the unfunnies and go to the queen and be like you gave this guy an award. Look at what he wrote. This is what he this represents yeah. the United
0: Kingdom. Well, after Brexit maybe it does. <laughs> yeah. Can someone read the the review at the back of his book. Okay. It's it's five
4: stars out of 5 and this is Rich Johnson from Lying in the Gutters and he gives a website. And he says I guess he is lying in the gutters cuz this is a good trash <laughs> review. He says People say that America is unshockable now, that all the taboos have been broken, that after 9-11, nothing can make a real impact. Those people just haven't read Unfunnies
2: yet.
3: So he's saying oh, that if God. you thought you want to be shocked like you were on 9-11, read the Unfunnies, because that's what everyone wants to feel in their life.
2: That sums it all up. I'm done with this. Yeah. If you're the queen and you want to defend your horrible <laughs> actions, write us, deviceissuesgmail.com and Twitter, Facebook, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, rate and review, all that jazz. Before we wrap up, I just have one, one question. I had a bunch <sighs> of questions, but since we talked so long about this, I just have one question I have to ask because it's a follow-up <laughs> our last discussion and it's very relevant. I have questions from fans and I am not reading them because I do not want them to be tainted with our <laughs> mindset right now yeah our minds are in a dark place at this <laughs> moment you don't want to hear our thoughts but
0: we talked about in um, I forget which episode but we were talking about characters and how stories should have uh, are the best stories are ones that have a reaction and the worst stories are ones that give you no reaction you're just bored by
2: them. I think Unfunnies is a perfect counterpoint to that yes. argument. Well, the thing is, am I reacting to the plot? In Like, we talked about, like, Song of Ice and Fire. I react to the characters where I'm mad that these events are happening, but I'm not mad at the writer for portraying them. When I get mad at Unfunnies, I wasn't mad that these actions were happening. I was mad that a writer thought this was how to tell a story. You are mad at Mark Millar. Yeah, I felt <laughs> that Mark Millar was wasting my time. It's
3: also, we have to make a distinction, feeling emotions it, uh, it, we weren't saying that that's always good we're saying in fiction it is good to evoke a response when you see a car accident and you see someone dead if you you're going to feel bad it's not a good thing that you feel bad there that is you don't you don't you don't enjoy that you feel things for tragedies and that's what this feels like the L20s is it's making light of tragedies and sick things and we yeah you the natural human response is to feel bad about it that doesn't make it good fiction though because it's not telling a story it's it's just it's like it's like he's the unfunnies is like the
4: the lowest common denominator of like when people try and defend free speech where they're like that um where it's like shouldn't people people should want to see where you're going with this <laughs> people should be allowed to do whatever they want to do even by on funnies Yeah, they should be allowed, but it's like, Unfunnies is probably the strongest proponent for being against that. (laughs) Where it's like, you don't need, like, 100% freedom to do whatever you want. Like, you don't need to make jokes of this caliber.
2: Like, maybe you should be able to, but you shouldn't, like... You you shouldn't! Shouldn't. You You shouldn't. shouldn't! Now, I have one quick question. Now, we talked about how people have recommended Wanted and Kingsman and Nemesis. Has anyone ever recommended Unfunnies? No, no pr- okay. I, I can't imagine that. This this is a black sheep of the Mark Millar family.
0: Okay, Thank God, okay.
4: there's some hope from humanity left. I recommend Nemesis oh, over. Oh, man.
3: <laughs> As Sly pointed out yesterday, this man, after writing these things, went on to become a famous Hollywood <laughs> writer. Uh, that is yeah. amazing to me because I didn't know Mark Millar actually until like a few days ago when we were talking about this. I don't know who he is. Uh, I've heard you guys mention him all the time, but after reading these two books, it. It's astounding to me. It's astounding to me that he, he is a successful man.
0: Yeah, I just, and I just want to... Sorry to keep adding on to this, but there's so much to talk about Mark Millar. He's such a fascinating person. <laughs>
2: we are gonna... I, I mean, we have other Mark Millar episodes queued up, like, for very soon. Oh, man. But this... I guess I guess we'll save this
0: for this question for later, then. Okay. So, recommendations.
2: Okay. <laughs> yes.
0: If, if you like unfunnies, I recommend you shoot yourself. <laughs> She's a uh, sly.
3: <laughs> uh, I kind of have to second that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's
2: just, it's just so
3: hard to recommend. It's like anything.
2: Okay, I have a recommendation. I'll start. I'll start. It. If you want, like, edgy but good, read Preacher. Because Preacher, it has a show now that I only saw the first episode, but it was pretty good. But Preacher is written by Garth Ennis with art by Steve Dillon. And it is... Like, edgy, uncomfortable, gory, but it's so flawless. And I used to rag against, like, super edgy to be edgy kind of things. But Preacher is one of the best fictional experiences I've ever had. And it is everything Mark Millar tries to be, but so, so, so much better. So just read Preacher. Edge,
0: Edge Lord is a trait. It's not necessarily a flaw. And Garf Manis actually does it pretty well a lot of times. Yeah. It's like... Uh, sl- there are great, great Edge Lords. Lords. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Edge Lord is a trait, not a flaw. <laughs> um, uh, uh, <laughs>
2: for- you could also recommend something that's not like this at all just to get the taste down. So so for for, for Nemesis... Okay. For Nemesis, got...
3: On uh, yeah, funny's like... Recommendations, it's like cyanide. Uh, if For, for Nemesis... <laughs> If you like, if you want to see something that's not shit, that's like a cat and mouse type thing, we might have recommended it before, the anime Death Note.
0: Damn, I was going to say that. Fuck.
3: Uh, Nemesis tries to do the whole, like, plans within plans within plans, except the plans actually make sense. They don't cheat. They don't constantly
0: go back and say, I was the uncle all along or whatever, (laughs) just for shock value. Like, they even have, like, backup plans and stuff like that. But the fact they the fact they have backup plans shows
2: they they had it's more like they had contingency plans in case they failed rather than. There's a difference between a contingency plan and having your failure be part of a five layer plan. Yeah, yeah,
3: and and Death Note has really complex plans, and it's a cat and mouse game between a cop and a
0: criminal, and it's awesome. And also, we should mention uh, Death Note is another good example of because I talked about this just because a villain is a villain doesn't mean he can't be interesting or likable. Yeah. And Kira is uh, Kira's an interesting villain. Yeah, the premise of Death Note is that a kid finds this
3: book where he can kill people and he's like, I'm going to kill all the criminals of the world. But he's he, he a hero. Yeah, and he in turn is murdering people so the cops are like, we have to stop him and that's what the show's about and it's, he's an interesting hero. You, there's no way you can side with Nemesis in this story, but you can, there are people yeah. who side with Kira in Death Note.
4: Speaking yeah. of interesting villains, my recommendation would just be irredeemable. And it's essentially, the idea is if Superman decided to pretty much kill everyone, what would that be like? And how would the Justice League stop him when he immediately starts? And it's like, what would you do if a guy can hear everything that happens on Earth? What if he can be anywhere at any time? And it's he's a really tragic figure because of everything that he had to put up with. And you get to see how he slowly became corrupted and slowly became more psychotic because he just couldn't trust anyone. And he got obsessed with how people saw him, like the people that didn't like him. And he I got really have to read that. that at some it's point. It's really good.
2: What about you, Sly? My
0: recommendation is... Something we mentioned... It was going to be Daphne, no, but Phil gave it. But um, my recommendation will be Superman Red Sun. We mentioned it before. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I give it as a specific example for this because... Nemesis by Mark Millar could have been good, probably. <laughs> if it was called Batman The Other Side or something like that. Uh, published by DC. Because... When Mark Millar is reined in by a big publisher like DC or Marvel, and when he writes for DC or Marvel, he feels more like he has to pay honor to these characters. Like he doesn't feel like he can shit around on them. When he don't, when he has that that feeling, he writes better. He yeah. should have that feeling and editors behind him. All the time, in my opinion. He needs,
3: in his life, he needs a team of people saying, stop trying to be so cool. (laughs) He
0: needs to stop thinking literally,
4: just making shit is funny.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But for listeners, let me just explain what Redstone is. Redstone is about, what if Superman landed in Soviet Russia? And in Soviet Russia, Superman controls you. He basically... um, now he has Soviet values instead of American values of freedom and truth and justice. So he has more values of the people have to be controlled. You have to have everyone be equal. And he becomes a, 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 basically a fascist. And Lex Luthor becomes the uh, American hero instead. It's a very interesting take on Superman. It's man. a really,
3: really interesting
0: story. It's really good. Yeah.
3: I didn't know that was Mark Millar, like I said earlier. like that's It's
0: shocking. Yeah. It's shocking to me. Yeah, Good Mark Millar and bad Mark Millar is so...
4: Maybe that's why it's so frustrating. Is because the disparity between the two is so great that you're wondering how can't you just like when you work on your own, how can't you just be good?
3: How can you not realize why is is this what you gravitate towards? How can he not realize reading through what he wrote in Nemesis? Like this is shit. Like how is that possible? His wife said his stuff is shit. (laughs) Like
0: if your wife says your stuff is shit, maybe it's shit. Well, she's she's cheating on him anyway. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, maybe this
2: is all part of his plan. (laughs) All according (laughs) according to Kaguya. And honestly, he keeps doing it. He keeps making all the money. So, like, who are we to fucking throw shade at him? Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
3: Yeah, popularity and and
2: oh, no, I'm not saying it's good. <laughs>
3: quality are
2: opposite sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, goodbye, Mark. Baller. That's
0: it. Right. That was an episode. That was certainly a fucking episode. Thank
2: you guys for joining us on this. Thank you for bearing our bullshit. Lovely Wednesday. Don't read these books don't read these books yeah. we've been Divisive Issues I'm Ryan Lynch I'm Psych I'm Phil Maverickus
4: and I'm Daryl Steffen
2: stay in continuity
4: stay away from Mark Millar
1: I used to sit alone doing evil all day but now I think that someone's gonna get in my way yeah the someone